Hey everyone, it's Mike Andes, and you're listening to episode 144 of the Business Bootcamp podcast. Today was uh, pretty cool because this morning I got this question about how to take a small business making $100,000 a year and turn it into a business that makes $1 million every single year. I'm talking about that today. And I just want to throw in here, I just paid $309 for a dentist cleaning. And yeah, I'm a little bit ticked off about that. But before we get started with today's episode, I want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks. You're going to want to go to freshbooks.com slash bootcamp. Uh, I had three or four of you email me in the past week about their time tracking abilities. And you had some question about what they can and cannot do. And you asked about like, what like what type of time tracking is going to be good for using FreshBooks versus the other programs I've talked about in the past? So this is this is kind of the lowdown on what I've gotten the past from feedback from you guys about this FreshBooks thing. So I've mentioned OnTheClock.com, and that's what our company uses for our punch in punch out for our crew. Um, we're going to be stopping using that here next month because we have a software system that's much better. But um, uh, we're gonna be like for FreshBooks. What you're gonna be using that for is when you need to time track for individual jobs. And so, like, like OnTheClock.com has doesn't integrate with our CRM. It doesn't in- integrate with customers' addresses and things. So I can't really time track per customer or per job. It's more or less on the clock is really just for punching in and out for employees. Uh, whereas FreshBooks, what it allows you to do is to punch in when you're working on a certain task for a certain client, or like if you're doing like jobs like for lawn care landscaping, we punch in and out on like every single person so we know how long we're spending on each of their jobs. Regardless of whether or not you charge by the hour, if you do, this is imperative, but even if you don't, it's great for time tracking just so that you know what you're making uh, and be able to really know your numbers. So that's what FreshBooks does as far as time tracking. It really allows you to put your CRM, allows you to keep customer data so that you can time track per customer and per job that you do. So whether you're billing by time or by the job, you're gonna want you gotta make sure you're tracking your time because when you're in a service-based business, really all you're doing is selling time. And so whether or not you charge by the hour, you need to know those numbers. And so freshbooks.com slash bootcamp will get you started. They'll give you 30 days for free as part of being the podcast. And you don't even have to put your credit card number in, which is pretty cool. And so give it a try out. And I promise you, if you time track that way and you start using it, you're going to, it's just the tracking ability and be able to see where you're at and be able to uh, gauge that and monitor that and see that on and analyze where you're, how you're doing there is, is invaluable, let alone if you're charging by the hour. So definitely got to do that. Freshbooks.com slash bootcamp. Now today it was interesting. So first off, let me explain the fact that I just came back from a dentist appointment and I paid $309 for an exam and a teeth cleaning, which I think is absolutely absurd. Like I have really good teeth. Um, they've always been really strong. I don't have any fillings, any crowns, cavities, nothing, right? Uh, I had braces when I was younger. And they're solid, they're super hard. Like literally the, the, the hygienist spent 20 minutes picking around my teeth and then the doctor, well, sorry, did x-rays and then picked around my teeth for a little bit and then the doctor came in for five minutes, poked around and did the same thing and then just said I was good to go. Literally, and then I paid $309. I thought it was absolutely crazy and so I don't know if I'm going to go somewhere else or do do something else. I think next time I'm gonna take out the exam and I'm gonna take out the x-rays and so it's, it might be like $100 because it, that's just crazy, $309. 
literally 20 minutes with the hygienist, five minutes with the doc, with the doctor, dentist guy. So I thought that was crazy. But anyways, let's get on with today's episode. So today I actually had a question that came in this morning. Um, it, was, it was very cool because I thought it was just such an interesting, uh, uh, different industry that we've never talked about on the podcast, and that was a fishing industry. And so I, I answered the question via email, and then I, I did a phone call with the entrepreneur, and I really wanted to, sh- to, to show you guys, listen, to, let you listen on the, on the podcast here, uh, listen, listen to our conversation. It was really good, maybe 25 minutes. And uh, but then he did ask if he would not be mentioned on the podcast uh, just because I don't know why he just asked if he wouldn't. And so that's fine. Totally get it. And usually if I do put you guys on the podcast, I I do ask you if you're if uh, if it's okay. And so he said he would rather not be on the podcast. He didn't want to look like he said he said he didn't want to look like an idiot. And I told him like, hey, if you this comes up a lot of times when I've asked people, they say, oh, I don't look I don't look like an idiot. or Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I tell them. If you don't ask for help, that's the idiot. The guy who goes out of business because he didn't call in or didn't ask someone else for their opinion or didn't get some sort of help, that guy's the loser. All right. So, um, anyways, uh, so he did, but he did ask if he would not be mentioned. So I'm not gonna say his name or what 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 exactly we talked about. I'm not gonna l- let you guys listen to the recorded version. Uh, but I'm gonna talk about some of the stuff that we talked about in the in the call. And this is interesting stuff, and I'm gonna do this more often, where I talk about even if I don't, we don't listen to it, uh, or have a specific question. If I have a phone call that I've been talking about, or a Skype call, uh, or some sort of conference call that I've been doing with one of you listeners, I'm gonna talk about it because I want to get information that's relevant to you guys. So how I kind of keep track with of like what you guys are wanting to listen to with is number one, your questions. So always businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com or just businessbootcamppodcast.com. You can submit a question. I keep a pulse on like how, cause like iTunes and stuff doesn't give us very good analytics of who's listening, like interests, things like that. Like I can't give you guys a survey as you're listening to the podcast to see what industries you're in. But, but because I have a lot of interaction with you guys, I know kind of the percentages of age demographic and what industries are a popular service, product, e-commerce, online, like where you guys are at, sort of at. And so the more questions I get, even though it's a lot of work, it does help me focus more and more on who's listening. And so I'm going to be trying to do this more where uh, when I get calls or a lot of times what happens is a question will come in and I either respond via email, uh, a voice note, or say, hey, this is really just better if we spend 20 minutes on the phone or a Skype call and then that's usually how it works out and then sometimes people are like hey we need larger companies like companies that are um, maybe 10 20 employees sometimes they'll ask me to do ongoing uh, conference calls with their sales and marketing team and so that's when that's when I make money like for consulting like I'm just being honest with you this is how I make money and stuff and this is how I make a living um, and so that's kind of how it works but I don't try to sell people on consulting if you guys want to call me for 20 minutes or if I think your question needs 15 20 minutes to talk about that's what we do and so that's what this morning happened this email came in came in from Todd she does this fishing thing and I was like, hey, you know what? This is so interesting with the fishing thing and I just have to listen to you talk about it. And even though I could have probably answered him via email, I was like, I've never talked to a fisher guy. The guy owned a fishing company, so it was very cool. Um, and even just talking with him about how to integrate like social media and social marketing, digital marketing into his, his business model, it, it was interesting. Like we're talking about fishing, something that's been done for thousands of years and now we're talking about like Instagram hacks and Facebook ads and it was just super interesting, very cool stuff. And I, I, I just loved it. And so I did want to take some of the pointers out of today 
Um, kind of his main question Todd had was, he had he has a business now. It's like a hundred thousand dollars that he makes every year in revenue, like a gross revenue, and makes about forty fifty thousand net after his expenses, and really just works by himself. And so his main question was like, how do I go from a hundred thousand to like a real business? So today I actually wrote uh, a, an article on LinkedIn. If you want to follow me on LinkedIn, that'd be great. Um, I wrote I write articles almost every week. And so I wrote this article and that's what today's episode is really all about. And that's going from a hundred thousand dollar business to a million. And what are the four steps? What are the four keys that have to be done within your business to go from a hundred thousand dollars in gross revenue to a million dollars in gross revenue? And really the difference between a hundred thousand dollars, like such like there is a very small percentage, very small percentage of companies within the United States that make a million dollars plus in gross sales. So all the mom and pops, all the little cafes and all of that making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, maybe not even making a profit. Uh, like that's incredible. Like th- I heard this stat the other day. I don't, I don't even know if it's true. I, to be honest, with you, I don't know if it's true. And that was 76%, um, 76% of small businesses, uh, do not have employees. 76% of small businesses don't have employees. In other words, it's just a solopreneur, like a consulting or like a real estate agent guy that has his own little thing or someone that does our online thing or someone that does mows lawns or trims something or is a contractor, uh, sub stuff out, like all of those things. And 76, this, this is a stat, I have not confirmed this. 76%, uh, it was from a pretty re- re- reputable source, but. they said of small businesses, so we're not talking about corporate America, we're talking about small businesses that are registered uh, in in the country of the US, uh, 76% don't have employees. And so essentially, I'm gonna go through four things that I think you need to do if you wanna go from $100,000 in revenue every year to $1 million in revenue every single year. Number one, hire good people. And this is gonna make more sense after I say number two. But when I talk about hiring good people, you have to remember that your people at your business and in your organization are your number one asset. The people within your organization are your number one asset. Not the property, not the equipment, not your, uh, your, your, um, your incredible knowledge, not your R&D research and development, not your algorithm or your website. None of those things are your greatest asset when we start talking about scaling a company. Your people are your greatest asset and you gotta hire good people. If you wanna grow a company, you've gotta hire great people, good people, not great people, because number two, I'm gonna explain. Turn good people, this is number two, turn good people into great people. Now you say, well, why, why don't I just hire great people right at the beginning? Because great people are expensive, they're in high demand, and they're in low supply. So when something is in low supply and in high demand, you're gonna have to pay a lot of money. And if you're a small business and you're just getting started hiring people, like your second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth employee, I promise you, you're not going to be able to afford the six-figure salary that a great person demands. And when I say demands, it's just because they're in such high demand that they can demand a, a six-figure six salary. If you want to have a great person that has sales experience, has um, marketing experience, uh, knows how to deal with people, knows how to hire, knows how to do online stuff, knows all the different facets, has had business experience. If you're wanting to hire someone like that, you are going to have to pay the big bucks because they're a great person. 
and every other company including the Apple and the Google and the Boeing and the 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 Microsofts of the world will are willing to pay that great person what they're worth. So it's either hire great people or hire good people. This is what I want you to do. Hire good people and make them great. How do you do that? You've got to have the systems in place. The right systems to onboard, attract good talent, attract good people, number one. But number two, you've got to have the systems to make those good people great. What are your training? What, what's your training system? What's your education ongoing for your the people at your company? If your people are your greatest asset, you've got to be investing into them, whether that be through training, ongoing education, improving software systems, giving them training on that software system. Like you take care of your trucks and your property and your storefront and you wash that thing every single day. You, you mop the floors every day, but that's not your greatest asset. Your property is not your greatest asset. Your people are your greatest asset and the fact that you're not investing in them is why you aren't going from a good business to a great business because you're not making your people good, going taking them from good to great. All right, your people are a direct reflection of your business and you've got to make the good people that you hire for a low salary into great people. And yes, they're going to make more money as time goes on. But guess what? As you grow, you'll be able to put, the, you'll keep that, because of your hiring system, you'll be able to keep the lower earners like a funnel of them, a good flow of them coming in to go underneath that manager that you, that, that great person that you've been developing and, and teaching and, and, and investing in. And so that's number two. Number one is hire good people. Number two is make those good people great people using a system, making sure that you, your, your company fosters growth and experiential learning. They can experience things and learn more. Number three, and you've heard this one a lot if you listen to the podcast, sales trumps all. Sales, you are a sales organization. I don't care what you're selling, whether it be widgets, online services, any sort of a product, any sort of a service, like if you're mowing lawns, guess what? That mowing lawns is your product. And guess what? You are in the business of sales. Sales trumps all. If you're going to go from 100000 to a $1 million in revenue, I promise it won't be through a budget or trying to cut expenses. It will be through sales, getting new revenue, new contracts, new clients, and you've got to focus on sales. If you're going to 10x your business, if you're going to go from $100,000 a year to a $1 million every single year, you've got to focus on sales. And when as you grow and you're a $10, $20 million company, like the sales people within your organization are like got to be the rock stars of your company there because they are the people that are going to be the ones that dictate growth. They're going to be the ones that dictate if the people under them, the managers and the admin staff, if they can get raises and, and continue to grow. And if you can invest in new equipment and invest in new property, invest in, in expansion, it all comes down to your salespeople. And that might be you right now. If you're the entrepreneur and have four or five employees, you've got to focus on sales. You are a sales organization. Don't forget it. I don't care what you're trying to sell. I don't care what or what industry you're in, what type of product or service you think you're trying to deliver. You've got to focus on sales. And you will not do it by trying to conserve. You've got to spend 80% of your time on the top inch of your, ta- of, of your income statement, the growth, the revenue. Focus on that. And the 20% of your time, focus on the budgeting. The other 90% of that, the, the other eight inches there of expenses, like then focus on that part. Yes, you've got to keep an eye on it. You don't want those because you've you got to focus on net income. However, you've also got to focus on the fact that if you want to go from 100000 to a million, you've got to focus on that top line revenue. 
focused on sales. Number four, be systems centric and not personality centric. What that means is too far often in small businesses, the personalities within the business is what the company is built upon. So whether it be a, a key employee or even the entrepreneur, the owner themselves, it takes one calamity, an injury, something happens wrong within the business, and if that personality is taken out of the company, the company falls. The foundation of your business, the, the groundwork has got to be systems. You've got to have an operations manual. You've got to have tutorials on how to train people to become and fill positions within your company. So that if something happens to you, if something happens to a manager, a key employee, they, the whole thing doesn't fall apart. Too many companies are literally one firing away or one calamity away from losing a person or injuring themselves and the whole company will fall apart. If you have the systems and procedures in place to hire people, get them on board and train them to fill all the positions within your company and they have video tutorials of what to do and how to do it and when to do it, if you have those systems in place, if you have all of those procedures and operations manual in place, you will not, that one calamity will not completely cripple your company. Yes, it'll hurt. Yes, it won't be easy. But if you have systems in place, People that come behind you, if you get injured, they'll know how to continue to take the next day, the next week, get the next people on board, train them, and continue to have the business going forward. Companies that are personality-centric are vulnerable to economic tides, to things that happen within, in their personal life, to things that happen in the financial world, and you've gotta make sure you have the systems in place so you aren't vulnerable to the market. This is Mike Andy's episode 144 on the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Check it out, businessbootcamppodcast.com. If you have any question on how to start, grow, or save your business, I want to hear from you. Until next time, be great. It's an LCA.